Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Live from the John's Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. With your hosts, Frank and Steve. Another edition of Wrench Nation. Hello, Mr. Frank. What is happening, Stevie? What is going down? A beautiful March afternoon as we go into spring break next week. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. People nice at ASU have been at spring break since, I think, February 12th or something. I think ah. they have three weeks now in a semester or something like that. I know some of those dorms <laughs> have been spring breaking <laughs> since Christmas. Well, hey. anyway, it is Wrench Nation here on 887 yeah. The Pulse. We love you to call in. Of course, our phone number, 480-655-8870. It's warming up. It is warming up. We want to thank you guys for joining our humble little abode of car talk goodness. Uh, your car care questions, we're here for you. There's a lot of rattlings going on in the garage. This yeah. week I've had, I don't know if it's a little slight temperature because we're in that 40 degree in the morning. Right. And then, boom, it's like 79 degrees. Yeah, exactly. And going up to 90 this weekend. So if you got a noise rattle issue or perhaps a check engine light, maybe we yeah. got a little brake squeak action, or you just want to call in and give us a little rib nudging. Well, I have a question to ask you because I've never done it once in my life. The only time I did was when it was too late. Ah, too late's not good. It's like a bad date. Should I charge my air conditioner every year? Do I need to do that? No. Do I need to have a checkup in my car? No, you can have a check. And what, you know, what, let me get into the show topic a point. I want everybody to know okay. real quick. Okay. And yeah, I want to answer yeah, okay. that because we got a lot of listeners out there. Today, we're going to reveal the five top fluids that you really need to be checking. Is free on one? Not really. Okay, okay. I want This is really speaking to all of our peeps out there okay. that want to try to maybe pop the hood and sure. check a few things. They're sure. not going to necessarily fix anything but maybe they want to check some things before they go into a mechanic but this could also help if you have something leaking knowing what those fluids look like because you know if it's an oil has a different color that's right so we're going to talk about the colors right Uh, if you've got a leak what should you do should you pull your hair out should you call somebody so we're going to cover that for a piece. Yeah, I think that should be a rule. There should be food coloring in each and every fluid. Well, there's some dye. So if it is there. Yeah, there's dye in transmission fluid. We're going okay, to talk about okay, that. Okay, because if yeah. it's a blue or it's a green or a red oh. or a yellow or a pink, it's like you would know what fluid it is. It's color coordinated for you peoples. <laughs> <laughs> but you said, hey. Yeah, back to my question yeah. on the charging. You know, Steve just asked about his Recharging, AC. I guess you should do I Do I need to have my Freon looked at every right. spring or summer? And I say that, in, look, you're going to get your oil change, maybe some spring cleaning, maybe some radiator hoses. Right. And you'll say, hey, guys, check my AC. Okay. Now, if your air is blowing about 42 degree air. So you get the thermometer out, your little spray thing or your little, your little gun thing you guys have. That's the check. Now, right. a mechanic will do a little visual. Okay. Um, only when we have warmer clammy air right yeah. that 58 degree air You're yeah like, eh. and out here right I do points right my peeps in southern california you know there's a hot day for you guys which is like 85 degrees <laughs> but that's hot maybe sure. 90 that's hot when you consider average Humidity, 60 right. yeah yep. so that's uh we're going to cover those fluids for you guys if you're listening and of course if you 
If you don't know, Steve, this is the last day our peoples need to call in or oh, register. We got a week. Well, this you is got it. a week. We're announcing the winners next week. Next Wednesday. Next so Wednesday. So they can register up until a week. Next Wednesday. Yeah. So go to RanchNation.tv if you want to win an iPad. iPad. Everybody needs an iPad. Yeah, you have to register at RanchNation.tv. One of my relatives on Facebook just saw our Facebook Live thing. Yeah. And, he, and he's in North Dakota and he says, am I eligible to win? Everybody's eligible. Anybody all over the world. In fact, we got a few listeners out in the Martian country of the Pluto areas of the universe. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys rock. And speaking of listeners... Kudos They're and green with envy. Big hugs. Thank you, you guys, man. Um, if you guys are catching this on the replay, you guys know you can catch the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean. Man, we're all over the place, and we just appreciate you guys. We're getting famous. In. I don't know. Fame. What is famous? Somebody besides my mom knows who I am. That's famous. Steve is famous. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's nice to be famous. You uh. famous person, you Steve. <laughs> hey, <laughs> another thing is, uh, in case you didn't notice, you're driving around the valley. We have billboards up now for the Pulse. Oh, yeah. Billboards. That's what we're talking about. 887 The Pulse has billboards around town. If you see one, all right, text us or call us, 480-655-8870. If you're a first-time listener today because you've seen a billboard in the last few days, I will give you Arizona Renaissance Festival tickets if you call us today. That's a big deal, people. Yep, yep. 480-655-8870. you got to be a legitimate person who the first time you've ever called or texted us, 480-655-8870. Well, we always say this uh, for you guys listening. I know when you're lying. If you're not, this is real people, real, real people. radio, yeah. and real Disc jockeys of the discs of the jockeys. I'm so excited about us having billboards. Billboards. I mean, we got billboards. We're not like the big iHeart monsters who own the billboards. Clear Channel. We got to pay for the billboards. <laughs> All right. So a little backstory here. Yeah, 88.7 The Pulse Ranch Nation. Uh, Steve was a young child in young diapers. Young child in diapers. And uh, finally, as he uh, unlocked the diaper and released himself. I still have the diaper on. And he said, wait a minute. Oh, I'm a big boy now. I got a billboard. Yes, we got billboard. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Wait till you put my face on there. It's wide enough to put my entire body because it's 48 feet wide. Oh, gosh. So I now, can fit up there. It'd be interesting. Uh, you know, we always talk about a bunch of things, but. Is one of us going to spend the night for some fundraising? Oh, see, now, hold on a second. I, I'm there. We did that. Yeah? Back in 1992, we did that. One of the guys at our station lived in a billboard. Bo Reynolds was his name. And he, you know what happened? I'm going to be honest with you what happened. Okay. Tell me what happened. That he was get, See, they basically, they fired the guy that was there before him. Why? And they brought this new guy, Bo, in. They wanted to get Bo, like, well-known. So they said, Bo will raise $50,000 for some charity. I forget which one. Wearing a diaper. Okay. <laughs> but nobody knew who Bo was or cared who Bo was, right? Uh, he was brand new to town. Yeah. And so nobody raised money for him. And they said he has to live there until he raises $50,000. Oh, that's a... That's a so wait, he was wait, there. That's a radio. <laughs> no, that, yes, that's a radio threat. He was there for twenty six <laughs> days. Wow, that's and crazy. no one knows this. I'm telling you for the first time. Wow. They only raised a hundred and forty nine dollars. Oh, and the 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 owner of the radio station it was nothing for They raised like seven thousand. Right. And the owner of the radio that's not station a lot of money. wrote the wrote the check for four, wrote a check for forty three thousand dollars to get him off the billboard. Oh, because because nobody cared about this guy. Bo didn't know who he was. You know who he was. So seven thousand dollars is what he raised over like twenty eight days. And the radio station owner he uh, he wrote the check for the rest. 
Wow. That's, See, that's fake radio, people. That's not good. But at least, I, hey, at least the, the charity got the money. Just so you know, a Ranch Nation family of listeners out there uh, would all agree that I think Frank and Steve would love to spend a little two-day weekend raising some money in a pup tent. We could do that. We could have, we could be like the Boy Scouts. You know we what the Boy Scouts do? What do they do? The Order of the Arrow. That's like the special forces of the Boy Order Scouts. Order of the Arrow. That's like you got to be good. It sounds so noble. So we would grab what the Order of Arrow Boy Scouts do is they get a little egg, a little half of milk, and a little carrot, and they've got to survive in the woods. Yes. You and I could survive on a billboard. We could. I'm saying, I'm saying we could do that. We could. Could we have food brought to us? Um, we well, could have like a little rope and then the people could raise, they could donate, they could say, oh, here's some church's chicken for you. We could have Ooh, a church's chicken for me. Yeah. We and they can bring that. it up. And yeah. like, here's some Popeye's chicken for you. Ooh, Popeye's chicken for me. Well, and there you go. <laughs> so there's all kinds of stuff. You know, this is what happens. KFC for you. Ooh, KFC for me. Bunch of crazy radio people. There's some Raising Cane's for you. Oh, Raising Cane's But before we you. dive in, we're going to dive into these fluids. <laughs> you guys have the fluids in your vehicle. for me. As we are crispy chickening out up in here. <laughs> Chicken filet for me. All right, there you go. Uh, We're going to cover some of these fluids. What does it mean to you really? I mean, you pull your car into the garage there in your yeah. house or the driveway. Or maybe, better yet, we got people listening that the wife said, or the husband. Right. Honey, get that thing out of my damn driveway. It's leaking like a sieve. Right. And what do you do? You just keep topping it off. You put a piece of cardboard under it. Well, you do that too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the neighborhood cat comes by. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Why? Especially with antifreeze. But we're going to get to Well, anytime a cat comes by. You got to watch your Oh, neighbor. I'm sorry, cat lovers. Not I have two good. dogs. So you got to make sure of that, right? <laughs> when when sure. El Gato comes to my backyard, no bueno. the dogs go, woo! So no, bueno. no El Gato. No El Gatos. But we're going to cover the fluids. <laughs> we got special guests. We got John Gardner of Velocity oh, yeah. TV. He's going to join us here later on in the show. John Gardner, Chippewa yeah, College. Tech Garage. Tech Garage yeah. on Velocity. We're excited to have Very him cool. join in a little later. Uh, of course, Greg Buckley is going to join us on the tail end. We love having Greg Buckley on. Uh, but, you know, before we get into all the goodness of show yeah. topics and fluids, um, we got to cover something because this is kind. This is big news, you know, okay. um, without getting political because right. that's not what the show is about. Trump is deregulating. Okay. If there's a law, if there's a, a switch on the wall, he's going to shut it off right. and remove For it. For every and, new regulation, there has to be two gone. Two gone. Yep. So uh, one of those regulations, as it relates to the car manufacturers, is the CAFE standards. Right? That's your corporate average fuel economy. Now, what does that mean? It yeah, means what does that, that mean? We're just like totally trying to save on the carbon dioxide waste emissions. Okay. Makes so, sense. What, what that means is that we have to build a cleaner running vehicle. And we've done a great job. We've been talking about that for 60 years. Right. But we're talking real clean. Like the goal is to reduce like 2 billion barrels of oil. Okay. So these cars are going to run cleaner. They're going to use less gas. And now we're getting into miles per gallon. Well, when you go into that. And Trump is deregulating. I don't think my miles per I've owned Dodge Rams or Ford uh, what's the, F-150s since the late 90s. Okay. Right. My, my mileage hasn't changed much over 20 years. It's your, it's your heavy. All these trucks. Your foot. Your foot got bigger. No, I'm still getting 17.8 per gallon pretty much average. Well, I think with truck owners, yeah, I'm one of them. I mean, in 20-some years, they couldn't make it any better. We gave up. We just want we want big center consoles, and we want at least the nice well, I little... don't try to do the four-wheel drive or anything. I just, no. get, I just get a normal truck. Now, if you're driving a Toyota Corolla, you, can, you, want, you want gas mileage. has got to be top and center. But why haven't they improved the trucks any? I think they have. They're just not as dramatic because yeah. as truck owners, 
I think most of us don't really care. We're gas guzzling, right, right, crude oil right. giddy. We expect it, right? <laughs> now, when it goes over four bucks, you guys know that's a problem. So, oh, yeah. you know, Trump is looking to deregulate, and there's sort of um, the auto manufacturers when they announced through Obama's administration that they were going to have these cafe standards implemented. They were stringent goals, right? So, I, right. somewhere in the next ten years, we're getting to like forty-five. 52 miles per gallon. Yeah. That's a lot of heavyweight engineering and science and it's not gonna happen. money for the manufacturers. Right. Well, we're on our way. The problem is when that was set and announced, the manufacturers, they're budgeting for this. Right. Now, obviously, they're, they're saying, wow, if we roll this back, I mean, that's a big party. Right. I mean, if you think the trucks look big now, <laughs> we're just flying high. I don't care if it's giving me eight miles of the gallon because gas is cheap. Yep. And truck, the truck market right now is off the hook. Have you met the crazy guys over here doing the Feminacci motor? Oh, what are they? They're making a motor that runs like, what do you call it, perpetual motion? Oh. Supposedly. Oh. No, I don't know. Crazy guys. I never. (laughs) You met them? The Feminacci's? Oh. No, you didn't meet them. Tyler didn't meet them. You heard about them. You heard about them. Yeah, they're right over here in our portables. Oh. We should bring them in one day. I think we should. Talk about that motor they want to create. And it just keeps going. It just keeps going. The little like Duracell rabbit showing up. Exactly. In the commercial. It just keeps on going. <laughs> We're going to bring in the Feminacci people. So there you have it. We'll keep an eye on this cafe standards. I, nuts, I mean, it is but... really a win for consumers <laughs> when we get the best miles per gallon. And, you know, but it costs big money. Uh, and I thought to myself, all right, we're talking about CO2 emissions, right? right? Carbon dioxide. Think China. Sure. Think oh, they're horrible Hong Kong. over there. There horrible. is this. You think it's. Fog. Yeah, it's a cloud of this But crap. it's a cloud of <sighs> goopity goop in the air, yes. and people are wearing masks. It's also, yeah, cancerous. It's terrible. Yeah. So I figured, Steve, we figure out how much is the average individual spewing. Because right. we, we produce carbon dioxide. Well, we breathe in oxygen, and, and we exhale. And the trees love it. Carbon dioxide. Right. So how many tons, on average, do you think Ooh. an average person produces... Yeah. Of carbon dioxide. Let me give you some options. Okay, give me options. Well, is it one ton? Mm -hmm. Is it two tons? Okay. Or is it three tons? One ton, two tons. Each person? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go in the middle. Two tons. On average, we produce close to three tons. Three tons. That's a lot of carbon dioxide. So don't breathe too much around a lot, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I probably produce six tons. Now listen. I'm full of hot air. I understand we got a lot of vegans out there. Yeah, vegans. Vegans, you vegans. Call them vegans. You like vegetables. I call them vegans. I like my meat. Potato, potato. I like chicken, and I know you like the fried chicken. Oh, I do. <laughs> we need churches on here, man. I know. If you work for churches, call in because <laughs> Steve is- <laughs> Or Popeyes. I'll take that. Or Chick-fil-A. What? Popeyes or Raising is good. Cane. Popeyes is good. So now listen, carbon dioxide is a big thing. Yes. And we just talked about almost three tons individually we produce in our daily lives. Now, what they're saying is- if you can switch your diet right. to a vegetarian diet, yes. which, you know, you can include dairy, okay. then you will save about 300 kilograms of carbon. So meat, chicken, poultry, you people are just... So how much is 300 t- kilograms out of a ton? I, I don't got know. three tons and I Tyler, can save 300 kilograms. How many kilograms is a ton? Tyler just graduated about two years oh, ago. Yeah. Do you remember that math class? No, yeah, I remember that. Well, Steve, while you look up 300 kilograms, the bottom line is I thought it interesting that your CO2 footprint people, if you went vegan and you got down with the vegetables and you got a little dairy action, 
that in itself will reduce. So don't blame the truck that's spewing out. So instead, it's the one, meat eaters. One thousand sixteen kilograms in a ton. So if we Whoa, do, if we do 700, that, seven hundred man. If one thousand sixteen kilograms in a ton, twenty two hundred and forty pounds. That's a ton. Okay. So if we have three tons that we produce and we get rid of 700 or how much? 700 kilograms. We get rid of 700. We're getting rid of, oh, sorry, uh, oh, maybe about 2.3 tons instead of three tons of That's production. a savings of a it lot. It is a savings. Now, I'm wondering if we can go to China with it because the Chinese eat a lot of vegetables. Right. But they still have a lot of problems with their carbon dioxide. Right. I don't know how much, I don't know how straightforward this vegan switch is. I don't know. I don't know either. If you guys know about this, you call in 480-655-8870. Set us straight. You know, that carbon dioxide foot, uh, footprint of food is complicated. It says that, you know, it depends on how the food was grown and how it was stored. Oh, I was wrong. One ton is 907.185 kilograms. So I'm saying 700 kilos, man. That's like, what, what 30%? 40%? That's like, no, that's Almost even more. 25. 700, well, it'd be yeah. 700 of 907, 2700. Yeah, 25%. Yeah. So if you think that car is spewing carbon dioxide, and it's a lot, think about all that meat you had last night, because you just added to the carbon dioxide emission problems. For sure. So there you have I'm it. I'm having steak tonight. Yeah. Well, all right, we're talking about shout-outs today. As we tell you guys, every single week, it is definitely a broken record, but you got to know Car Care org people the car care council is a non-profit if you bought a ride and you don't have an owner's manual or you're new to that whole game of visiting your mechanic you're not sure what to do you can get on a carcare.org type in your vehicle information and it's going to lay out all the maintenance intervals and all the information a great site carcare.org and we got a big old shout out for guess what we got the potter family of people what is Potter and Family, Steve? I don't know. Well, these are podcast rock stars. You oh, know, they're the Potter, Potter and Family? Potter and Family. If you guys hashtag, if you big Like Modern the, Family, but Potter, Potter and Family. And I got to give recognition because uh, a lot of you guys listening, you know, you're on the podcast checking us out. Maybe, maybe you're taking a cruise on the countryside listening to Wrench Nation. Please, people, get onto the Potter and Family of podcasters. These are great shows with the blood and spirit of passion for what they're doing. So big shout out to Potter and family. Thanks for being a part of that. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more Wrench Nation. Of course, your calls, 480-655-8870. Wrench Nation continues. That's right. We're talking vehicle fluids, and they are quietly screaming for some help, people. Next segment. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Don't forget, you got to register for that iPad at wrenchnation.tv now because we're giving it away next Wednesday's show. Got to register now, WrenchNation.tv. It is Wrench Nation on the Pulse. Yeah, and we're talking about your vehicular fluids. We're going to dive in and uh, talk about some of the mysterious goings-ons. I know sometimes I've been at, at, you know, people say, is it water, is it oil? You can go down there and you can even feel the difference in some of the fluids. You can, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to dive in. You know, the idea is if you're listening and you've experienced a situation where perhaps you've got a leak or... Maybe it's your second or third visit with a mechanic. You're right. just kind of getting started. And you said, you know what? I worked all day. I can pop my hood. I can look at my fluid, and I want to get an idea. We're sure. going to talk about the colors, maybe some smells. Sure. But before we do that, who, we, what, what do we got here? We have our special guest from Velocity, host of Tech Garage. It's John Gardner. Hello, John. Welcome to the show. What is happening? John, are you there? John. John's not there. 
It's all right. John did say, of course, uh, John Gardner. Oh, was... he's on another line now. They changed lines. All right, we'll switch lines. He must have to switch line. John Gardner's on the phone now on this line. Do it again. Yeah. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, Frank, man, I'm on Red Nation on the Pulse. This is too cool. Thanks for having hey, me. Hey, thanks for being here. Great to have you on. Great to have you on, John. And just to remind folks, uh, Tech Garage on Velocity, uh, we are just grateful to have you. You ready to chime into some fluids? Man, fluid? I am excited. I am ready. Look at us go. So, you guys, John Gardner is an ASE master tech, and uh, one of the things that we hear often is engine oil. Right. John, you've heard of that engine oil. Oh, man, all kinds, all different stuff, variable valve time, and all kinds of issues, man. I'm sure you're running into it every day out there. Yeah, and you know, John, guys, John is talking about variable valve timing. It's one of the subsequent systems that can be damaged or cause problems if you let the oil change interval go. We're talking sludging, John, yeah? No, oh, man, you can't even run those things. You can't vary your times. What about the uh, direct injection today with the actual pump putting a lot of extra stress on the oil and a lot of problems? People don't realize, Frank, what it takes to change that oil every 3,000 miles of synthetic oils, the oils that are involved, such more important today than it used to be. It is. So, I mean, you hear you hear a lot of the uh, industry, you guys listening, um, get your oil changed. But now more than ever, there's a lot of delicate balance to how the top end of these engines are working and so engine oil, you guys, it's an amber-looking color. Um, it'll have sort of a slippery feel. It may have a little dark tone. It must not be burnt. If You know, engine oil doesn't like to cook like burnt brownies. It just does not do well. So if you guys are going to check the dipstick and you want to make sure that level is good to go, there'll be hash marks on the dipstick, kind of crossed hash mark lines, and you want to be in that area. And what John is talking about is sludging, Steve. Right. This is a big problem. Um, you know, years ago, we may have gotten away with it. Ah, I did a 10,000-mile oil change. And, but now, what happens is, John's talking about the variable valve timing. Correct, John? Yeah, yeah. It just takes a little pinhole to get the oil pressure to move those things to the left or right to adjust your timing. And without that pinhole of the oil to do it, it's just we're, we're just seeing so many problems. I'm sure you are, too, as well, as far as, you know, all kinds of check engines, like the little screens that are involved in those solenoids to let the oil pass through. I mean, it's just... It's been rough. It's been rough with the yeah, oil. Toyota, I mean, Toyota hard, can hard have to issues. Re-educate. Yes, definitely. And you know, you guys, John is mentioning. Think of a, think of a little needle, the size of a needle, maybe a couple of needles, right? That's the 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 port where that oil has to travel, and if it's got that black carbon broccoli like substance, so engine oil, check it. You guys can look for that dipstick. Uh, we're going to talk more about these fluids. And then uh, we're going to dive in a little bit. Uh, John, you've got an inspiring story. We're going to get to that here in a little bit. You know, the other thing, Steve, is what if you get in your ride? Right. And it's in the morning. Yeah, I told you, the worst time for anybody, don't mess with anybody in the morning. I'm right? a morning person, Frank. Well, maybe not you. <laughs> you're up at 3 in the morning. I am. Doing yoga, radio right, yoga. Right. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but in the morning, we don't want to be messed with, right? Yes. So if you get in your ride and you got that little steering choppiness where it feels like man it's not fluid right we're talking power steering fluid right that's hydraulic and you know john i'm sure that you see a lot of problems with these hydraulic systems what is the biggest thing you can tell folks with that power steering fluid what is the big deal and why some people are listening would i even need it flushed what does the flush mean that power steering fluid flush yeah, I mean, they're putting filters on them today. I mean, it's just like we talked about with the oil. I mean, 
you know, we're talking about, you know, hey, remember we used to just throw transmission fluid in there? Let's just keep yeah. going. I mean, it would work. No more. I mean, the seals, the compatibility of the seals to the fluids, the different fluids, the different breakdown, the synthetic fluids that are going in there. I mean, it's hugely important. You're talking about getting in. It doesn't feel that good. The morning sickness with the pumps. I mean, you're de- delivering 1,500 to 3,000 PSI with this power steering. Wow, wow. that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, and the fluid's the lifeblood of it. So, you know, if you don't keep your fluid clean, you get a little debris in there, you're going to have issues, man. Just like the oil, it's just, it's it's a costly, or, or it's a not very costly insurance policy. Yeah, it's like that to make sure it's good, make sure it's clean. Your car's going to steer and go great. Yeah, like brushing teeth, man. We always we always preach that to our people. It's, it's, it's just that little bit of maintenance that goes a long way. So if you guys are going to check your power steering fluid, and perhaps you've got maybe that whine in the morning when you steer, it'll kind of sound like sure, wow, I heard that noise. Yep. Or worse yet, you get in that turn in that intersection and it's getting a little choppy Macarena action. It's choppy. You're going to check your power string fluid. And what you're looking for, John, is telling you guys that fluid over time is going to wear out. Sure. You may have little floaties, a little chunky. And little... does it evaporate at all? No, it's no? a sealed system. Okay. All right. But over time, if that fluid, like any other fluid, as it breaks down, right. it's going to get honey-like. Sure, because it's it keeps being used over and over and over, right? sludgy. No, we got to change that out. Yep. So you guys will look by your hood area. Um, you'll see a steering symbol on most of your newer cars, that meaning going back 10 years or so easily, and maybe even uh, further out. There'll be a little steering symbol, a little steering wheel symbol. It'll be a little cap. There's a reservoir where that power steering fluid sure. lives. Yep. And, you know, you can check it. And uh, you can check it, shut the engine off, pull that cap off, and if it's a little low, look at your low level and your high level and top it off until you can get to your local uh, Rockstar mechanic. And that'll buy you a little time. Now, we know, Steve, that that system shouldn't be low. There's probably a leak. Right. Probably a leak. Steering gear, power string pump. So that's another issue. And I want folks to understand um, that if you do have a fluid that's low, other than washer fluid, you know, the big misnomer is you take it in the garage and say, hey, I'll chop off my fluids. And that's cool. The mechanic, the technician is going to check fluids. Right. But in theory, if we're topping off fluids other than washer fluid, because that's fluid we're using, that means there's a problem. Now, is it like anything? Are there different qualities of power steering fluid? There is. Um, John, we're talking about DOT standards and temperatures. Some of the European uh, vehicles use more, well, they're synthetic blends. They're operating. It's all about temperature, right, John? Sure. Sure. Yeah. The DOT rating is related to temperature. So, yeah, I mean, use what you have or a better grade. I mean, that's what we always recommend. Yeah, so always go back to, hey, that Bible, that owner's manual, um, and, and look and see. And again, under severe duty, most climates and most type of driving styles that we have is severe duty. That's going to dictate how often I service my fluids. So, so the transmission or the, the steering fluid. Yeah. Okay, the power steering fluid. Right. I mean, what's the difference between power steering fluid and, let's say, brake fluid? Yeah. So, John, help me out. John, <laughs> John, ASE Master Tech, I'm going to let you get the floor. And I got to remind everybody. I mean, why isn't it just one fluid fits all? We got one fluid fits all. Yeah. yeah. Everything, everything has its hydraulic properties. I mean, brake fluid's hydroscopic, it absorbs water. So, okay. I mean, that's the reason just to flush that. Oh. I mean, brake fluid alone, you got three, four, five, five point one, five silicone base, three is glycol base, four, the higher the boiling point. Wow. I mean, it gets crazy with these fluids. Like, wow. Frank said, man, just make sure you look in your manual. One fluid doesn't fit all, and, and that's the beauty of it all. Every manufacturer is going to use something a little bit different, but, you know, it's designed for their system. And you're talking about that power steering. Gosh, the racks are getting smaller. It's just it's so much 
harder to work these systems than it used to be. So it's important to keep that stuff flush and keep it fresh. Have you seen people come in and actually have the wrong fluids in there? Like, oh, oh they put brake fluid in there. Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they yeah. put the uh, they love to put transmission fluid in the brake fluid. That yeah. swells up every seal in the whole system. So you end up putting every part on there just to get rid of the rubber components. It's amazing. I had yeah. a roommate once put oil in my radiator. <laughs> Not good. Not oh, good. no. That's not good. So if you guys are listening, this is all about, you know, Wrench Nation is all about getting you guys intimate with your car. There's no right. fear, right? So the Education. biggest thing, you know, and John, you'll agree, it's not just about the automotive, but anything in life, man, if we're not too sure, what do we do? Just take a step back, do a little research, take a deep breath. Don't rush through something because I got to tell you, that is a common problem. Mm-hmm. And usually the story goes, well, I thought I could check it, the fluid. And then I got my engine oil and I put it in the brake fluid. Or like your case, Steve, I put the oil in my coolant. I didn't do it, but yeah. Well, your friend, good good (laughs) Samaritan. It's like uh, doing CPR backwards. So uh, I want to remind everybody, we got John Gardner of Velocity TV's Tech Garage. John, tell us how folks can catch the show. Oh, man, Tech Garage is on uh, 8.30 Eastern time, so... That's about 6.30 your time, so it's a little early on a Sunday morning, so set your DVRs definitely on velocity. Um, we just got done with 13 episodes. They'll air again. We'll run all the way through to about June, and um, they'll keep going. We're in Season 3, so just watch it for velocity. Uh, That's awesome. There, yeah. Your time will be 6.30 in the morning on Sundays. John, awesome. what I love about you is you're an educator. I mean, that's what you do. You work with a college. I mean, you're, you're, you're a professor. That's awesome because right here where we host Wrench Nation, it's a tech school. It's one of the finest auto high school tech schools in America. Uh, with you know, and, and it's so cool that you as well do that. And even some of people, some of Frank's employees have come through our school. You know, what, what are you seeing today in automotive education that you love? Oh, gosh, just the, the the starving nature for these shops yourself everybody else that that needs techs educated techs you know you used to be able to walk in there with a tool set and go to work and yep. that's not the case anymore mm-hmm. i mean you're going to have to have some kind of education some kind of background and I love the most the kids, to be honest with you. I mean, I say kids. I got adults in my class, too. But right. they're just, they're they're absolutely brilliant, man. They floor you. You think, wow, you know, these people say, hey, Generation X, the millennials, we got problems. Man, they're wrong. These kids, it's just, they learn a bit different. They You teach them a bit different. You can throw the information out there. You don't have to keep beating in their head. They'll research it. They'll find it, man, and they'll get it right every time. It's crazy. And this is uh, fabulous what we're talking about. Uh, with John Gardner here from Velocity TV. Also, guys, gotta gotta tell you, uh, John, Automotive Instructor of the Year is. Am I understanding this right? Professor of the Year at Chippewa <laughs> College. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but I think that has a lot to do with the TV show. You know, you get a little branding there, but uh, <laughs> it worked out good for the state of Florida. I mean, you know, it, it's neat. It's neat to get that. It is neat. As far it, as yeah, especially us automotive guys. I mean, we're we're called down the hill there at the college, and I'm sure it's the same way at a tech school. I mean. They, you know, it's like, hey, they're down the hill. We're up here at the college, all these things. And people are starting to be aware of, hey, man, these guys are making big bucks. They're getting employed, career readiness. And now yep. they're starting to lean on us for everything else. So we're getting recognized, and that's cool. John, you must have a lot of fans. You're blowing up the phones here at the Pulse. And I've got Andrew on the phone. He wants to chime in about power steering fluids. So, Andrew, you're with Frank and John and Steve. Hello, Andrew and Scottsdale. What is happening? Hello. What do you want to hey, say? Andrew. Yeah, I just want to chime in because I, I myself, I'm a tech, and I worked at Nissan for a little bit, and I noticed the the hybrid power steering systems. Now, that's the half electronic and half with fluid. Right. It was basically, like a hydro, uh, like a electronic pump 
pushing the hydraulic fluid through. Right. And uh, you're still going to have to check that. And there's also electronic power steering now. Oh, the electric steering. You know, uh, John was just talking about um, the smaller rack and pinion steering gears. Well, we had one in the garage. If your battery is not squared away, in other words, we're not getting the minimum voltage to those electric steering gears. Um, that'll cause you not to have any steering. It'll cause all kinds of quirks. So it's a great point you make. The bottom line is always check the owner's manual. John touched upon this. There are specifics like Honda power string. If you guys drive a Honda, you cannot just put a generic steering fluid in there. It's got to be Honda specific. So make sure you check uh, owner's manual. If they drive a what? A Honda. Oh, good, because I got a listener on the line that's driving a Honda has a question, yeah. too. Andrew, thanks for listening. Yeah. We always appreciate your input, man. Rock Thank on. you, Andrew. Moses is on the phone. He has a 1998 Honda Accord. Hello, Moses. Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? Good, Moses. We got John Gardner, Velocity TV on out of Chippewa College, uh, automotive instructor. What's your question, brother? Great. My question is, I have a problem with my left uh, back tire from my passenger side of my car. It made some strange sound I never heard before. And um, it's, it, it just got an oil change recently. And I don't know what the problem is, but um, when what? I turned the corner one day you know, on the right turn, it wasn't a hard turn, nothing out the usual, nothing out the usual, nothing like that. It's, it was basically a, a soft turn, and I put, put, punched my brakes, and I turned, and after that, it made a squeaking so a squeaking oh, that's, that's sound, right. mainly when you turn, right, Moses? So just, just a one, just that right turn. It was never the left, just the right when I go into certain mm. turn when I go home, and it, it made a squeaking sound. I realized, okay, it kept making the sound I was going. Then when I stopped in the street in the middle, it just stops. Oh, it, you mean it locked up stops? It just stops the sound. I don't oh, the sound. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you, and, and, and John will chime in here as well. You mentioned oil change. Was there any relationship, like a before and after the oil change, that you this noise? Because you mentioned you just got an oil change. Yeah, yeah, I got an oil change recently. Did um, they rotate the tires? Um, I don't know about that. It was on. It was on the form. All right. Review. They said because a guy mentioned um, the two back tires probably need to get the brakes changed in six months. He said. Okay. Yeah. He said that six uh, six months from now. Correct. Yeah. Yes, okay. Sir. John, what do you think? He's got a little squeaky action when turning uh, from the rear. Yeah, I couldn't hear him clearly, but hey, squeaking action from the rear when he's turning, that's what he's saying? A little squeaking, uh, had an oil change, maybe a relationship, not. It doesn't sound like it, but he's got a squeak when he is turning. He notices on one side rear, he's got a squeaky noise. Mm. Hmm. When applying yeah, brakes. Fronts, I was going to go with the struts and the strut tower. I didn't hear what he was saying. Yeah. But in, yeah, in the rears, I have some track ignition, some bushings, leaf spring. What kind yeah. of vehicle is it? Well, it's a little Honda he's got. He's got a, a Honda. Honda yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got a whole link suspension system exactly. back there. Just get under there, start wiggling some stuff, Moses, and take a look and see if something's have some print bounce up and down on it. Make sure you're safe. Get under there and yeah. you'll feel a lot of squeaks turn into vibrations. Maybe they'll just vibrate a little bit and you'll be able to isolate it to one of the components. There's so many bushings back there. Yeah, Moses, check. So what you're going to do, if you if you feel like you can get under there, look at all the rubber bushings, look at all the linkages, right? Think of think of turkey bones that are connected, a wishbone and that sort of thing. You know, the same thing with your linkages, uh, as well as you may be having some brake dust. Maybe you got a little brake dust causing some squeaks. Sure. But I'm going to say get it in right away because I tell you, you got something minor. We don't want to turn into major. And most great garages will give you a little flashlight check, and they'll check that out for you, Moses. 
Okay, Moses is gone. John, can you stay with us for a few more minutes? I'd be glad to. Great. Hang on. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on 88.7 The Pulse. It's Wrench Nation. Bolt-on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. 88.7 The Pulse, broadcasting live from the Earnhardt Chevrolet Studios 24-7. Talk or text anytime, 480-655-8870. Streaming and apps at pulseradio.fm. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Call or text your questions now, 480-655-8870. With your hosts, Frank and Steve. You go to wrenchnation.tv and register to win that iPad, giving it away one week from today, our big spring break show next week. We might need some road trip songs next week for spring break. I think we're going to do a road trip show next week. Right. Remember, a lot of people enjoyed that show. We're talking fluids uh, we touched upon oil, people. The bottom line is if you're under your hood checking your fluids, don't be scared, but be smart. Get with that owner's manual. And, of course, we've got, who do we got on the line? John Gardner from Velocity TV's Tech Garage. John, thanks for being with us again today on Wrench Nation. Man, I'm so excited to be on Wrench Nation. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we appreciate you. And, and you know, a lot of our listeners, uh, we talked about this. In fact, it's kind of the mantra of the show. You know, we're very community-based, and, we don't want folks to be fearful. I think fearful changes the mindset. It's like swimming for the first time in the ocean. Get your resources. Part of that's that training. And speaking of training, before we bring in, I think we got a caller on the line real quick. We do. Joe's oh, on the phone. Hello, yeah, Joe. Let's bring Joe in. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Hey, Joe, what's happening? We're talking fluids now, and uh, somebody tells me, how many miles are on your vehicle, Joe? Well, uh, yeah, as you know, I've got the uh, um, mystery machine that uh, might be donated to the Museum of Science, but it's got 275,000 plus on it. It's a Toyota Corolla 2001. That's a uh, win right there. I'll be able to call into the Click and Clack Show of Arizona. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, you very actually, much. That's that, an honor. That is an honor. Yes. But now, you're, you're calling in with your ride. Um, I don't think you can get to 260K. That's like a 110-year-old man still out there walking. Um, talk to me about your fluids. What Were you proactive with your fluid situation? Well, I see now you guys say that. Yeah, I check the, the wrong fluid, fluids. Every morning I check to see if I got enough coffee or cappuccino, and yeah, that's all I check. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, actually, let's... Yeah, I do have problems, yeah, and that's why, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, in need of services. Yeah, I'd probably make that rainbow, uh, you know, color that you mentioned outside, uh, yeah, because I, I do have the leaking uh, oil. I've got the uh, power steering that's also leaking, which I happen to refill a lot, but I'm sure that's not a great solution. Yeah, well, that's okay. Does, but, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, forgive me, Father. It's been 15 years since I last checked my car. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You're doing a good job. And I tell people, you look, the, these cars, John, you know these cars are being, and I say these cars going back easy 10 years, we can get to 200K plus, right, John, if we're... Kind of taking yeah, care oh, of. absolutely. It's crazy. I mean, it's just that, you know, versus the older cars, we used to throw them away. I mean, the K cars and the Reliant cars. Oh, the, the Aries. Remember that Dodge like Aries? Season. You ever, you, I know you busted some knuckles on a Dodge Aries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that's what I said. The Reliant made you reliant on public transportation. It was pretty rough. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a tagline right there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, they do build a better product. And, of course, I think, this is my opinion. I'm just saying, I've got an ASC master technician on here with us. I think... 
we build a better wrench, a better technician. I, I want you guys listening to understand, um, you know, John, you're an automotive instructor at the college level. You know, the training now, it, Steve, it's not like before. Right. I'm telling you, which means we're just about on the cusp of becoming network engineers. There's some pride there. Huh, John? Well, radio stations did that, so I wouldn't be surprised with cars. I mean, lines of code, and we talk about that all the time. So that's why we say hug a mechanic, because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of training involved. Uh, John, tell me about some of the training you got down at Chippewa College uh, down there in Florida. What is the most popular? I mean, when you get mainly the let's just go with the youngsters right out of high school, not so much the, the adults, but these youngsters coming in. What are they sizzling about? I mean, is it horsepower? Is it what's what's the big attraction? No, it's it is. It's the computers. It's the technology. I mean, it's it's the cars are wooing them. I mean, the video games alone and transferring their knowledge over to fixing these cars. And just like you said, I mean, it's like a network now. These kids are familiar with computers. I mean, me and you had to go back to onboard diagnostics too and relearn it all. Man, this is oh all gosh, so electronic easy for them. carburetors, yeah. all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this stuff is so easy for them. Man, they pick up a scan tool, they navigate yeah. through it. There's every day they're saying, "Hey, check this out." I'm like, "Wow, okay, that's cool." And I'm thinking to myself, "Hey, I never even seen that before." How do you find that <laughs> incredible? So I mean, are, it really is. Are there things? that literally can be fixed you you literally hook up the computer and you can log in and go oh well this is wrong and the computer has to be reset or something do you do you see these things um yeah you know you're still gonna have to understand the system like right. you said i mean i just you, you don't need to be in fear of it man it's just it's about reading it's about understanding the system i just I, the biggest thing i have to instill in these kids is listen let's sit down in the book for 50 percent of the time and then we'll work on the car 50 percent. everybody wants to dig right in but you get rid of that fear you understand the system and then you know it's really become simpler i mean it's a lot easier to check a misfire with a coil right. plug than it is with a point well <laughs> that being oh, said yeah. are, are, are oh, we yeah. ever going to be at the point where literally you'll be able to log on to my car my repair shop log on to my car and go through and do all that stuff, not even have to hook it up to the machine there, but literally see it by just logging in. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to get to that. I mean, well, they're doing that now with the OnStar. They're OnStar, you you've got. trouble you have. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're, you know, get to the local shop. Here's your trouble code. Here's the problem with your system. It's not catastrophic. you got so many miles to get there. Right. I mean, it's, it, yeah. We're there. We're wow. there. I wow. mean, we, we talked a few shows about, uh, you know, telematics. Right. I mean, OnStar was sort of the pioneer in how, Remotely, right. we can tell, hey, that check engine light is an evaporative fault, maybe a gas cap, not a big to-do, get in when you can, or a throttle position issue where, hey, yeah, you can stall out in the intersection. Uh, and we'll cover more of this because technology is blazing. There's a huge, uh, i got to give shout-outs to the Automotive Service Association. In May, there's a big telematics conference. I'm probably going to chime in from there, right? It's, a, it's sort of a minimal, I think, 150 seats or so. I'm going to be there because that's the connected car. We've got the OEs, John. Finally, we got the OEs saying, hey, yeah, we got to get with the aftermarket, you know, yeah. um, because the technology guys, we talk about this all the time, is blazing, and the OEs just can't hang by themselves. They need the great aftermarket that's out there to actually get in there and contribute and help with the motoring public. There's so much of it out there. Hey, John, we're going to bring somebody else in. This is, uh, we call him the Blue Hen of Delaware. Uh oh, who do we got here? He, he's out of Delaware, and his name is Mr. Greg Buckley. Welcome, Greg. Hey, what is hey, happening, Mr. Buckley? Hey, Greg, how are you? John, how you doing, buddy? You sound great. I'm doing real good, real good. It was great, great to see you there in SEMA, man. It was awesome to meet you, and uh, great to speak to you again. Ah, there you go. There you go, buddy. Um, it's, it's amazing what you guys are talking about from fluids to technology, you know. Uh, 
all so important, especially with our young techs that are coming up. Um, you know, last Saturday I spent a whole day with my team down there in Baltimore training all day long on the latest tech oscilloscope, uh, lab scope work, uh, you name it. And, uh, wow, I was impressed at how young, or I should say younger, the group was. But you know what? You get them together, and, man, they were just rattling right through everything. And they, were, they were getting it. And they come out of their classes. We huddled afterwards, and they're more excited than ever to be part of what our wonderful profession can be. So um, rock on with what you're doing, man. It's, it's, it's excellent. It is. And, uh, John, we got to get right to this. we got a lot of students listening, not only here locally, but uh, quite frankly internationally. You know, recently we were uh, sort of reviewed and referred. We were up there with the Godfathers, NPR, Click and Clack, as a referral uh, a car talk show. we got students from all over the world. You had said something very, very powerful and that's the fact that we are still a trade. There's still going to be half of that's going to be diving into that book. We got to get the basics. How do you slow that down for a student that, you know, perhaps they're really hip to IT. They're really hip to computer games. What's the method behind that? How do you slow a guy or gal down uh, in that yeah, direction? Just like you would do the same thing, just bite-sized pieces. I mean, we go through each one of the systems. I mean, we do it in three phases. We'll read about it, we'll see it, and then we'll physically touch it. So we'll do those two first. We'll understand the system, and then we go out there and we tackle it little by little. We were just doing, like you said, the EVAP systems today, the PERT solenoids, the uh, vent solenoids. And, you know, we understood it on paper, but then when we went out and put the smoke machine in started opening up these solenoids piece by piece, man, you can just see the light bulb come on. Just like Greg said, I mean, they're huddling up after. I mean, everybody's just so astonished that the car can do that, the simplicity of it, but yet... It is a very complex system, and, and just bite It is, pieces, definitely. Man. I mean, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's weird. The kids today, they can grab so much. I mean, the cool story is I can take an older student, and he'll do a lab sheet, and he'll finish it, and he'll put the car up. Now, these new kids, they'll take four, go out, do all four, and put the car up. It's just a different mindset. It's not wrong. It's just different, and that's how they do things, and they can absorb it that easy. Right. You know, Greg, you do a lot of work in the community, uh, which is awesome. You've got uh, Drive Smart. Drive safe, am I correct? Yes, yeah, that drive, drive smart. Safe, drive smart. Thank mm-hmm. you. I had a little backwards, and you guys just a reminder: Greg Buckley on your Buckley's car here out of Wilmington, Delaware, a champion for the industry, along with John Gardner, uh, automotive professor of the year out of Chippewa College, uh, as well as on Velocity TV Tech Garage. You know, this is this is look, people. If 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 look, YouTube is one thing, but here you are. You've got an ASE master certified technician who is actually out there instructing the future and if you want to get your fill of legitimate 100 percent car tv not uh can we make it work let's blow stuff up horsepower that's cool that's entertaining i'm not knocking that but if you guys listening out there are really digging and and possibly getting a career in the automotive john gardner does an amazing job uh with tech garage on the weekends and so i I gotta ask you mr buckley we get a lot of Mm -hmm. folks that currently right now they don't think it's an issue because it was glitchy. It was once in a while. It was like a flickering light bulb. And that is a transmission flare shift. It happens once in a while. They get, they're cruising, and the transmission seems to just go out of its mind. And it's like, oh, for a minute, I'm not with you. And then it comes back. As it relates to fluid, talk to our listeners about what they should be looking at. What's the potential of a flare shift as it relates to fluid? Well, I mean, some of the things you want to think of, I mean, depending on the age of the car, you've got all kinds of adaptive strategies that have to be, you know, made sure that they're correct, whether that's programming or did they just have the fluid changed and was it the correct fluid? 
Um, you know, so these issues can be part of, you know, a small flare-up or an unprogrammed situation. You know, um, not being what I would say a transmission expert, you know, an ASE expert in it, but you've seen enough of them and, and you've driven enough vehicles that um, any type of situation like that can be either hydraulic or electronically based. Uh, the right. best thing to do is, you know, you want to keep up on your services, um, you know, your, your, whether it's a 30,000-mile schedule to change fluid and actually make sure you use the correct fluid. You guys were talking earlier about, you know, the, uh, the importance of using the, the correct type of fluid right. that's made for that transmission. Uh, right. If you don't, you absolutely can, you know, put problems into the vehicle. Right. We remind so, you guys, uh, as, as uh, Greg is talking about, out of Buckley's Auto Care, out of Wilmington, um, if you don't have an owner's manual, we every show we tell you about the Car Care Council, carcare.org. You can get in there and kind of type in your information. It'll list out your fluids. Mainly, you know, Greg has touched upon, guys, that sometimes you can have a, a shift solenoid or perhaps a, a programming issue or an electronic issue. But I want you guys to start thinking about, in terms of fluids, that reddish fluid, that transmission fluid, usually that dipstick is kind of red in color. You guys can just safely check the levels. Now, Greg, tell us how we can check levels. Tell the people what they're doing wrong, because you can't check tranny fluid like you would your engine oil with the engine off. Correct? No. It, tell when, us how we check when, that. When you are able to check the transmission fluid. Safely. And these days, yeah. sometimes it's yeah. sealed, and you can't check it, or you have to have a check. Oh, yeah, dipstickless. What are they off. doing to us mechanics? My yeah. goodness. They're getting rid of <laughs> dipsticks. you got to have a fancy machine with a blood pressure right. gauge and this, right. that, and the other thing. Jeez. But when you do, when you are able to check a transmission fluid, the car has should be warmed up, temperature, you know, normal running temperature. It has to be in park. You should make all precautions that you know the vehicle is stable, parking brake engaged, open the hood, vehicle running in park, and then you pull the stick out, take a wipe, re-dip the stick, pull it back out, and check to see what your level is, you know, for a proper reading. Right. While the car is running. But so you have to make precautions. And like and, I said, and you may save a day cars. if you top it off. If you guys have a transmission leak, you may see some reddish, maybe some dark red, maybe uh, black. You know, I think uh, Cadillac, we were talking with uh, uh, Brian out of Broadway Transmissions in Ohio. Cadillac mm-hmm. puts a little tint, so they may, they, some people think, oh, that fluid's bad, but it may be darker as it sort of naturally ages. Um, so mm-hmm. safely check that. If you have a flare shift and it's non electronic or electrical fault like you may be able to buy yourself just a little bit of time before you get into your local rockstar garage and mechanic and top off that fluid carefully and that may help with the flare shift because you may have a leak and you can get it in your garage and they can repair that um mr buckley we got mr john gardner here we can't let this man go without asking him we all know and i'm speaking to my technicians out there whether you're a seasoned technician whether you're a youngster coming up in the business we have a problem in our industry right now, and that is automotive instructors. And Greg and I, and I want to shout out to uh, Bogey of Bogey's 180 Auto out here in Phoenix as well, are doing some things differently, not only to educate the consumer, but really get people stimulated, uh, automotive technicians, to get in that teaching world. John, I got to ask you, what can we do? We got a shrinkage of automotive instructors. What's going on? Yeah, I can tell you. I mean, first of all, 
you're getting in there and you start working, they throw you the keys in a lot of these tech centers and you're, you're there at once. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, um, mm. you know, you can make, um, technicians into educators, but you can't make an educator into a technician. So oh, good that's a big part of the shortage. Number one, number two, if anybody's interested in do it, please give it six months. You're going to walk in there. I tell you, everybody in the state of Florida, after one month, they're going to want to throw the keys down, come home, tell their wife, I made the hugest mistake in my life. First of all, I took this ginormous pay cut. I went into a tech center. Here I am teaching automotive to kids that seem like they don't care. But if you give it that six months, after that six months, one of them kids come back and told you that you changed their lives. I mean, it's life-changing. And also, hey, you work 196 days, so that's not too too bad of a schedule. And, you know, it's all relevant with the pay and what it pays. And just you just got to get in there and give it that first year. Once you give it that first year, you get a little system down. It becomes easier and easier. And then you just you see these lives being changed. And, you know, it's kind of a non-traditional industry there. We're not getting the cream of the cop of the crop of the college there i mean we're getting these kids that that need a hug need a pat on the shoulder yeah that's what it's the about arm, you know and yeah and they, they respond to that so you know you, it, it's really super super rewarding but like i said the first six months is a nightmare it is you got to lean on other educators and and have them you know they got to carry you through it a little bit because sometimes i know when i first got into education yeah you just kind of want to like oh i don't know why did i do this i should have just stayed in the business but you're right after a little while you're uh you realize you're changing these lives and somebody comes back and makes that you make that difference for them it's awesome it really is i mean Mm -hmm. that's the key just you know get in there work in the field for about seven years and then start teaching some night classes man try it you'll fall in love with it you know it's it's amazing you just do the research like you said read a little bit ahead get some lesson plans together and then once you get six months you get that educational field you start understanding how to do some of the stuff there it becomes easier and and like i said it's a it's the most rewarding career i've ever had i absolutely love it well i'll just tell you speaking for mr greg buckley greg buckley and i we've started we're doing the automotive maintenance badge we're trying to get started john (laughs) yeah in the scouts, yes. Yeah. All so, right, Mr. Buckley, well, first we got to let you go, Mr. Greg Buckley. Alrighty. Thank you so yeah, much, Big Daddy. We appreciate much. you guys. Thanks, Greg. Right. We'll thank talk you. to you next week. And thank John Gardner, we want to thank you for your time, and i got to remind the people, please, John, if you're – if is John, we still have John on? Yeah, we got John. Yeah. yeah John, tell, tell the people, where can they find Tech Garage? Give us the time slots and all that good stuff. Absolutely, yeah. It's on Sunday mornings, 8.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 your time. Yep. Set your DVRs on Velocity Sunday mornings, man. It's a, Like you said, it's an educational show. There's no fluff. It's sponsored by one vendor, and we don't have to sell anything, man. It's an absolutely educational, fun show to watch, and, and you'll learn something every time. I guarantee you that. How about your social media? Find you on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Yep, John Gardner TV on Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. And, uh just yeah keep an eye out we got cool things coming up we got new seasons coming up so it's 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 exciting and a big shout out to your co-host let's give a shout out to your co-host absolutely brian gregory man he's phenomenal out there he's uh he used to work for advanced for years he's a do-it-yourselfer he works on cars he brings that aspect of doing it right out in the driveway and like you said man he takes the fear out of working on these cars and and that's it if we can just get everybody back out to their garage and check as simple as the fluid that's our goal we accomplished it so yeah thank you so much for having me man i'm so thank you on. we look forward we... hopefully you'll come back again sometime yeah we'll get you back on the show john thank you so much
Love to. You guys all take care, and uh, thanks for having me on Wrench Nation on the Pulse. Take Thank care, you. All right. Thank he you. He did it perfectly. He's well, a pro. Sounds like a, t- <laughs> sounds like a TV guy to the me. The Wrench Nation <laughs> wild and wacky news on wheels. Well, all right. You know, we talk about the, the hard work that these highway patrol troopers do, but a highway patrol trooper stopped a driver for speeding when a truck was passing by, lost control, causing thousands of bottles of beer to spill on him. Literally, he had thousands of gallons of beer all over him. All Now, what did he do? You think he stopped and said, oh, boy, these bubbly. I'm getting foamy beer <laughs> on me. But uh, the trooper asked the passengers in the vehicle. He pulled over. Hey, you guys have anything to drink tonight? Yeah, exactly. Hey, guys, if you see a trooper pulled over to the side of the road, keep your beer to yourself. Please. Well, please drink it yourself and don't drink and drive for sure. Uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Don't and forget you, that iPad. Uh, register now, wrenchnation.tv. We're going to give it away a week from today. You have to register if you want to win it. All right, and a big shout-out to all of you guys on iTunes and SoundCloud and Podbean. We thank you for re-listening if you're on. Hey, always tell you, if you got any comments for the show, get them in there if you got show topics. And uh, we are just so grateful to have you guys tune in every Wednesday. And uh, as I always say, man, be safe, hug each other, and always hug a mechanic.